Hi everyone and welcome back to the Grad Life Podcast. Holly here and today I'm very excited to be speaking with Jonathan Nally. Jonathan is currently working in Amazon in London and is going to give us some great insight into his job as a business development representative. He currently works on the Amazon Web Services team and specialises in cloud computing. Very interestingly, Jonathan has also completed two Ironman competitions over the last few years, something I'm very excited to touch on during the podcast. So hi, Jonathan. Thanks so much for giving us your time to be on the podcast. I believe I'm speaking to you from London at the moment. How's everything going for you over there? All's good. All's good. There's th- thunder and lightning over here now at the moment, but uh, yeah, no, all is good. I'm happy to be on the podcast. Great. Great to have you. So a great place to start with you might be to just touch on your interest in participating in extreme sports. So for anyone that doesn't know, Jonathan has completed two Ironman competitions to date. So your first in Portugal, followed by the Ironman World Championships in the US. So first of all, congratulations. Uh, completing this once in your lifetime would have been a massive achievement in itself, but having more than one under your belt is an even bigger feat. So well done. So I have a few questions for you. I find it fascinating that certain people find themselves drawn to such a physical and mental challenge. So I'd be curious to know what the initial appeal was for you. And then also for any listeners that may not know what an Ironman is, if you want to maybe share with us what the race actually consists of. Sure. Well, yeah, well, like I definitely, I'm, I'm definitely very new to sort of any sort of endurance sport. Um, so I suppose the idea kind of to do an Ironman started in kind of peak lockdown in January, 2021. And um, prior to that, I, been kind of fond of the old endurance drinking as opposed to the endurance sports but uh like definitely <laughs> no, sort of, no sort of prior uh, experience with endurance sport and um, so there's no sort of vaccine at that stage and like I was just pretty fed up about the whole kind of COVID situation and through talking to kind of other people and um, like the continuous lockdowns everyone's just like so fed up with it and I didn't want to just continuously go to um you know barbecues with the lads and just sitting around everyone looking at each other and yeah I was just fed up so I decided that I wanted to kind of set myself a challenge um, and also for myself and then also to kind of raise funds and awareness for kind of a mental health charity that I've done some work for called Tribe um, and yeah so that that was the kind of idea behind it um, and like yeah I kind of kind of went all in with my training then and just uh, because I had nine months to sort of before the start of start date and I think I did like 400 hours of training in that nine months Um, consisted of kind of two co- broken collarbones. And um, yeah, at the end of the day, then I, I, I crossed the finish line, my first one in um, October. And for, for those of you that don't know, it's um, an Ironman is a, it's a 4K swim, 180K cycle, and then a full marathon to kind of top it all off. So it is a long, long day at the office. Um, so it took me, my first one took me 11 hours and nine minutes in total um so yeah it was it was yeah it was a tough tough day but including i had a bike fall as well on the bike but um yeah managed to raise 13k for youth mental health in doing it um and yeah it was it was a yeah it was a great achievement definitely one of the proudest moments of my life so yeah yeah absolutely well done it must be really rewarding not only completing the race but also knowing that what you're doing is going towards really good cause so well done there um and two two broken collarbones along the way that's very unlucky yeah yeah no I was um yeah I just I, I like I definitely I think that's where my sort of inexperience showed and um, most people you know they do a lot of cycling and a lot of sort of triathlons before doing an Ironman but I just went um all in on it and uh, probably paid the price my collarbones paid the price for it 
but um yeah it was like yeah it was it was a yeah it was a great experience though all in all and um yeah then so so on the back of that kind of first one I, I just this January in kind of January 2022 I got an email from Ironman explaining that I was in like the top five percent of times in the world um, and I'd like qualified for the Ironman World Championships which is usually in Hawaii but this year it was in um, Utah um, so I kind of I suppose after directly after my first Ironman I definitely kind of receded to um sort of London life and the nightlife and stuff like that so it meant that I had to hand in my notice to the kind of local pubs around around London and uh started to go back into training mode for sort of 12 weeks and um yeah it was it was super bleak that was 12 weeks but yeah and in your first Ironman is incredible well done um but in terms of training I can't imagine the amount of preparation that goes into being ready for one of these competition so what would this training consist of for you yeah so uh, so with, with the kind of first Ironman um so I had just finished college um so I had I suppose I, I was in UCD Commerce and I had I had three months essentially to to go all in on training and I was training like twice a day and um, most days during summer apart from those times that I was injured um, and really sort of went all in with my training and anyone you ask about it is like, yeah, you became completely obsessed with it. Um, but the kind of the difference with the world championships was that um, I was working now and it was also it was during winter. So it basically meant I had to incorporate my training around my life instead of my training dictating my life, which was definitely difficult. And um, so how I did it with the 12 weeks was I did like I think it was so I did an hour a day Monday to Friday and then my weekends would be like a six to eight hour cycle followed by like on the on the Sunday then I do a like a, a three hour run and um, so that was like the kind of that was that they were the kind of easy weeks and then I'd had like a three week sort of intense period where um I was training Monday to Friday around two hours a day and then doing um and then on top of that doing then the long weekends as well um, so yeah it was it was mainly like the main thing I didn't have any indoor train or anything so the hardest thing was definitely the cold on the weekends like there was some weekends where it was like literally two degrees outside and I was having to get up at seven o'clock to go for a cycle um, and they were the days that like yeah you definitely question yourself when you're doing it um, but when it comes to it and you cross the finish line like you don't like, it doesn't yeah it doesn't even resonate with you it's it's well worth it. Yeah, you're definitely very much testing your perseverance there in the middle of winter. Um, yeah. yeah, that much must have been a huge balancing act with the new job as well. Yeah, like it was, and I said that's my coach, like because my coach was very keen for me to to do it and go ahead with it. Um, and I said to him, like, it's going to be completely different to the last time I did it because, like, I now just started this job. I'd gotten on really well the first few first kind of few months. Um, and I didn't want to sort of jeopardize that sort of progress. So I definitely like it was it was always prioritizing work. And if I could fit in the training on the day and some days I didn't fit in the training, like I'm not going to say that, like it was the perfect sort of training camp where I hit every single session. I definitely missed quite a lot. Um, but like that comes with it. And I think that the main thing is it's not about like the amount of sessions that you miss. It's just about doing the best that you can do in the situation you're in. Um, and that's what I just I, I tried to do and was was pretty successful in doing it. Well, yeah. Well done. Can you see yourself uh, competing anytime soon again? 
Um, potentially, potentially like next year. I think um, like the thing I sort of I've been aching sort of like I think I so I, I was 515th male um at the World Championships and then 13th in my age group. Um, so I kind of have an itch to say like, oh, I, I did that alongside work. What if I sort of like invested more time in the training side of things and like, you know, if I did really really try it. But I think at the same time, like I'm just going to focus on like just kind of. I was enjoying myself because you do sacrifice a lot in terms of like going out and stuff like that. Um, and like holidays last summer, I couldn't go on any holidays and stuff. So like, I'm definitely just this summer, just focusing on kind of getting those holidays back and just enjoying myself as opposed to like focusing so much on the sort of training aspect of things. But I think, no, I definitely will probably do one again. Um, but it, I, yeah, what, what, how long that'll be, I don't know. I, I, I don't know when it'll be. <laughs> Yeah, no, some time off definitely sounds very well deserved at this stage. Yeah. Um, but yeah, to bring it back to your career, I guess, and how you got to where you are today, I might first you just start off by asking about your college experience. So as you mentioned, you studied commerce in UCD. How did you decide that this course was for you? Um, yeah, so I suppose uh, I kind of prior to college, um, I definitely was sold the Hollywood dream that uh, finance was going to be um, my sort of career path. And I really was focused on going into sort of finance and investment banking. And um, so I was looking at business courses um, and commerce was my kind of, uh, I suppose, my top my top choice. Um, but I missed out on that by kind of five points, which was pretty kind of heart wrenching for me. And um, I definitely kind of yeah, I, I still wanted to get there, although I had gotten into business management and DIT, which was still a great course and definitely can't speak highly enough of it. But at the end of the day, I was really kind of disappointed with the fact that I wasn't in my sort of number one choice. And so I sort of kept like put the head down and kept uh, I wanted to put myself in a position to potentially transfer into commerce. And towards the end, of, at the end of second year, I was able to um, complete that transfer and that was like definitely a big sort of a big kind of yeah it was a massive deal for me and um i think it showed me that like you know don't you like you if you keep kind of pushing towards a goal like you never know you can you can sometimes you can sometimes get you can get there i think i encourage sort of anyone um to not sort of yeah if you don't get into the course exactly that you wanted and um, don't feel like um that you're set you're set in that way for the next four years there's so many routes into all of these college courses and definitely it's important to sort of explore those routes before and um, before just yeah conforming to i suppose like a four a four-year degree or three-year degree so and um, yeah that, that that's i suppose where i was with um commerce and um i was still very much um keen to go down that finance route when I was in commerce um but I suppose yeah that sort of changed uh, as I did in my first sort of internship and got into the working world yeah no great and I noticed while you were in UCD you seem to be very heavily involved in extracurricular activities so between the student managed fund the investors and entrepreneurs society which is a huge society in UCD um charity work amongst other things I can imagine you spent a lot of time juggling these activities and learning how to delegate your time efficiently on top of college work. So how do you think you manage this? And what did you get out of being so involved in these extracurricular activities? Yeah, well, I think like the societies in general are just a great place to sort of meet new people and that are kind of like-minded. So yeah, I was involved in kind of the entrepreneur, um, the INE Society in UCD. 
Um, and yeah, that was, that was great in terms of like meeting new people and the exposure that you get and kind of, yeah, just taking you outside your normal sort of friend groups and things like that. I think it's a really like beneficial thing to do. Um, I was, I think I was head of marketing um, for the INE Society um, during COVID, which has obviously posed this really interesting challenge of like, how do we sort of pivot online as a society? And um, yeah, it was really interesting working with everyone, with everyone there. Um, but yeah, I suppose balancing everything in college, like college, like, you know, you have so much going on and, and it is very much just about, I suppose, keeping your head, head above water. And I think what, what college did for me and, and balancing those sort of responsibilities were the kind of the ability to prioritize like tasks, like what's the, what actually needs to get done today? What, what, what can be posed till tomorrow? And I think that's something that definitely I've taken into the working world in terms of like being good, quite good at like prioritizing like tasks. Um, so I think, yeah, definitely just, yeah, taking it step by step, day by day and understanding what you need to get done. And I think, yeah, towards the end of the semester, then hopefully you don't have any overdue assignments. But uh, I definitely was caught up with that sometimes. But uh, yeah, no. Happens to the best of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I completely agree with you there. I'm definitely a firm believer in the fact that busy people make time. So you're a great example of this. Um, <laughs> and then how do you think your career interests evolved throughout college? I know you mentioned you did an internship in an accounting firm so do you think this maybe helped you narrow down your options yeah so so i did uh, so so i think my, so what i did was i did my first summer internship in digicel in jamaica um and it was a finance internship and i suppose that's where it was pretty foundational in terms of my career sort of path um so my core kind of role involved kind of endless excels reviewing balance sheet and it kind of like dawned on me that like this really isn't where my strengths are at all and I kind of then kind of question myself as saying, like, why am I sort of going down this route if I know that, like, there's so many other people better than me at this in terms of, um, like, if I go into, like, if I look at my, like, sort of results, I'm not, like, top of the class in finance or I'm not top of the class in kind of data analytics. Why am I sort of, like, choosing that, that sort of way in, sorry, th th those sort of choices in my career just because I think it's like, you know, a good place to be or it's like you know so I, I definitely sort of I questioned that when I was at Digicel and I suppose that's what taught me to sort of look elsewhere in terms of understand like what am I actually good at and how can I apply that to a job and to a career that'll then sort of facilitate those strengths as opposed to sort of just um having strengths and weaknesses in a role you obviously want to have more strengths and weaknesses so um yeah that that, that was kind of foundational um and after that yeah I, I had a placement in Ernest & Young um, which was it was in consulting, but obviously uh, EY's obviously got a, a big audit wing as well. Um, but yeah, that was like a great experience, and I did that during my placement year in commerce. Nice. And I noticed then before your final year, would I be correct in saying you did an internship with Amazon then? Yeah. So yeah. So, so so I suppose in the kind of placement in the one year placement I had, I I worked in the project management office um in ey so what that involved was like implementing sort of ey's like um ey's sort of strategic sort of internal projects uh, and i worked primarily on sort of innovation projects and sustainability projects um and that like really exposed me to sort of technology i suppose like a lot of what i did was um robotic products process automation and automating tasks um, and i could see i suppose the, the efficiencies businesses can get from technology um, and i was going to kind of go down that sort of consulting route in EY but the one sort of problem I had with that was like 
I wanted to get some experience of actually kind of doing business before kind of telling people how to do business was my sort of idea. Um, so I sort of started to sort of look into areas that were kind of growing um, and industries that were growing and sort of just like, I suppose, do a summer internship and figure out which would be the best decision for me. And if I wanted to go into consulting or did I want to sort of go down a different route? So, yeah, I was in, uh, I went into Amazon Web Services um, because I sort of identified that like, you know, the cloud computing market was growing like 20% year on year. And I was like, this is a, an area which is growing. Um, and, you know, I wanted to get in there um, while I can in terms of like, in terms of growth. And, you know, um, that, that, yeah, that was the main reason why I kind of, I, I tested it out with that some kind of, kind of summer internship. Um, but yeah. So that obviously helped draw you back to want to work with the company full time then? Yeah, so the the, the yeah this, the summer internship was like great. It was it kind of just exposed me to a different way that that technology companies work, and um, I think that like Amazon Web Services, like for those that kind of don't know, is like it's the delivery of kind of technology services via the internet. So it's not so much actually Amazon.com or like selling that things. It's it, it's a lot more about sort of compute capacity, artificial intelligence, machine learning, kind of the list goes on. But um, but kind of put put simply, it helps businesses sort of run their code over the internet um, and provides them with the infrastructure to do that. And so the likes of, like Netflix and things like that, that they're all hosted on AWS. Um, and I found it kind of fascinating the kind of responsibility as a as a new joiner and as a graduate, they put you at the fr- front of the organization in order to act as like a first touch point or a signpost for businesses in the cloud. And I thought that was like something that, you know, if you're the first point of contact, you get to see so many businesses. Like example today, like, you know, I've spoken to like a blockchain company and I've spoken to a sports company. It's like, it's completely varied. And I think through seeing how these different industries leverage technology, you get a good understanding of technology itself and how it can be applied in business situations. So, and that was like the main sort of draw for me was just the exposure to so many different businesses. Um, and the learnings you can gain from that because like again I was very much like where can I learn the most I think your 20s are definitely for like learning um, and that's something that you know I I thought that being in AWS and the kind of the growth of the of the industry I could do so much in terms of that and um, so yeah. No great so you're still then in Amazon Web Services now am I correct? Yeah yeah yeah. Okay, perfect so your role now involves as you mentioned briefly, helping customers take advantage of cloud computing. So do you want to tell us maybe a little bit more about what this means? Yeah, sure. So uh, like, uh, I suppose the best way to sort of describe it is if you, okay, so if you had, if you have, okay, if you have like a good piece of code and in order for that code to run, it needs sort of infrastructure to run on. And, and prior to sort of cloud computing, you'd have to have these big sort of um, these big sort of data rooms that were downstairs in offices and they had big servers and, you know, and, you know, the IT team told you not to go in there. Whereas with the kind of invention of cloud computing, you can actually connect to, to those resources over the Internet instead of having to plug them in uh, on site, um, which basically allows like like it allows businesses to scale much faster. So if you imagine what would happen if like if netflix had limited capacity it would mean that um once stranger things is it, once stranger things is is launched and everyone goes on to netflix the thing would crash 
because it's it's nothing to do with the code. It's just that they don't have the infrastructure to run that many users. So um, it basically AWS allows you to, it's the kind of provisioning of on-demand kind of IT resources. Um, and yeah, it can, it can help businesses sort of like scale rapidly as well as like, you know, like adopt, adopt and adopt other services like artificial intelligence um, and and things like that. So, um, yeah, it is like it is definitely sort of a it's a strange sort of space in terms of it can be quite quite com complex. Um, but once you sort of once you kind of do that ramp up, it's a really sort of fascinating space to be in because every single business is now looking to, towards the cloud as to like helping them drive their business and draw and, and scale their business. Um, as everything moves online. So, um, yeah, it's a really kind of interesting space to be in. Great. No, yeah, that sounds really interesting. Um, and as you mentioned, Amazon kind of puts you very much at the forefront of the company. So would you be responsible for helping onboard clients then? Yeah, so it, it kind of range, yeah, it ranges, but yeah, we, we like it. So we can, we kind of act as like a signpost for businesses in the cloud. So like if a customer wants to find out about a certain service, we can connect them to the right partner or the right sort of personnel internally as well to sort of carry out that sort of project. And um, so basically it involves understanding, I suppose, customer challenges and then like using our services and also our resources internally to provide a solution to that customer. Um, and it is like very much just like customer obsessed. And that's the sort of differentiation between um, Amazon Web Services or AWS as that than any like any other business I, I worked in is the kind of customer obsession element whereby like it's really about just understand what the customer is looking for and even if that is like lowering their costs like we like like that is like something that we actively actively do um, and it, it's a core part of the role is just like helping the customer no matter what um, and yeah like that's the kind of interesting thing about kind of Amazon Amazon's whole sort of philosophy is that customer obsession and um, yeah it's why sort of I suppose you know in if you look at like Amazon Marketplace on Amazon.com website, it's why like they invited competitors onto Amazon.com because like they were so kind of focused on providing customers with more and um, more options. Great. And how would you go about finding or targeting clients? Would that be your sole responsibility or are you kind of told who you're going to work with? Yeah, well, so, so, so that was also like a thing that for me, I, I was really drawn to the business was because you get to kind of, you kind of develop your own strategies and your own ideas to reach out to customers. And that's something that's really, really sort of rewarded. And I find like that's, that's the most empowering thing about the job is that you have free reign to, I suppose, like to, to do what you want. And I think understanding that and that's like such an interesting learning um in terms of like understanding what outreach works what doesn't how can i tailor my strategy what are what can i do to i suppose have better customer conversations and that's something that um like in terms of aws it's really encouraged um and yeah that's like definitely i think one of the best things about the job is that kind of ability to it's not how i do things is completely different to how someone else does things but they're equal they're they're no one's better than no 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 like i'm not um yeah nobody's like in the wrong it's um it's it's very much encouraged by kind of management and, and testing out things is always um and innovating is always sort of seen as a positive thing no, that's great. I definitely admire how much responsibility they give everyone from the get-go. That must be really rewarding. 
yeah no definitely definitely no i like yeah no it's a it's an interesting company to work for like it's um it's definitely just so fast-paced and um yeah i think the main thing is like seeing if you have ideas like that if you have like things that are working well you can try to scale that like across europe across um different teams and i think um you can really see the impact you can have even at like a junior level um if you have results and you've data to show for it, um, you can you, you can scale that pretty easily. Great, yeah. And obviously, Amazon is one of the biggest brands in the world. So, what is it like working for this company? I I've saw that there's probably well over a million employees globally. So, do you get to collaborate much with people in different offices, or do you kind of just stick to your own team on a daily basis? Yeah, on a day on a day on a daily basis, uh, I'm mainly talking to customers. So uh, on a daily basis, like I definitely, uh, yeah, on a, on a daily basis, I'm, I'm mainly kind of focused on sort of reaching out to customers and speaking to them. And and I would work with internal teams, but one of the coolest things about it is that sort of like cross collaboration between different hubs. So like I, I like I did, I have a few trips planned to go to the Madrid office and um, heading back to Ireland next week to work from there as well as also um, like like the German office as well. I'm heading to there in, in September and even like going over to the States. One of the most advantageous things is, as I said, like if you have a strategy and you have data to back it up, you can then like just scale that to another like hub. So we call them hubs, but you can scale that to another country. And um, so I think that's like a, a really sort of a cool thing about the job. And um, yeah, no, it is. It is obviously a massive global organization, but um, it does feel sort of small at the same time. Um, and that's one thing that definitely is like is is unique about it is it's quite like it, it, there, there's not a massive establishment, so to speak, in terms of like um, you can really you can really move fast and, and you can also, um, you can also just like, there, there's not a sort of bureaucracy in terms of like, you can reach out to sort of anyone. And even if they are, you know, ahead of something, like they're really keen to sort of speak to you and stuff like that. And even if it's like, even though it is a global organization, it's quite, um, yeah, the, 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 the kind of hierarchy isn't, isn't that, um, yeah, isn't that long, so to speak. You know, that's surprising that it sounds like there's such a, kind of flat structure even though it is such a massive company but that's that's really nice to hear um but yeah one more kind of casual last question so what would be your favorite and least favorite thing about your job Um, my favorite thing about the job and my favorite thing about the job would be um I think I think the the most rewarding thing about the job would be that sort of ability to strategize yourself. But like definitely just hearing the like the actual customer stories that I interact with, like it does give me a buzz when I see like a, I have a customer and like oh I looked them up and they've got like a really cool interesting part of their business and I just speak to them about their business, um, and then once I have an understanding of like where they are as a, as a company. I can then like think about how we can help them and I think like that acting almost as more of a consultant and a partner to a business is a really interesting position to be in um, and you, I, I'm learning a lot as I go in terms of like understanding you know even yeah, just understanding where businesses are and how we can take them forward in terms of digitally um, and I think that's that's that that's where I get most yeah that's where I get most satisfaction is definitely like you know helping a customer like develop a new product and um, you know like like ideate or how to break into a new market or something like that and like having those conversations um really is sort of an interesting uh, an interesting part of the job but then also the kind of 
the developing my own strategy and uh, my own sort of plans is is definitely cool as well how great a space technology is to to work in um, and like I'm happy to sort of you know if anyone was interested in sort of getting my opinion based on kind of my experience in different industries I'm happy to sort of help them and kind of kind of make those decisions and understand each different industry but I think um, yeah technology is like a, a super interesting space and it's only getting bigger so um, yeah no it's, it's an ex- it's definitely exciting. Great now there are two great answers from you there um so yeah they're all the questions that i have for you today best of luck with any future competitions you might have planned um but thanks so much for giving us your time to be on the podcast no worries at all no worries at all anytime cheers